and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Clonnie. And this is episode 56. Today we'll be talking about chapters 32 through 42 of Flashback. And boy, were they some chapters. Oh boy. A lot of stuff happened. There's a lot to unpack here. There really is. Also, like, I don't know, it was an experience reading this section because I wasn't here for the last couple episodes so I kind of speed read through like the entire healing center section all the way up through the end of this one and that was um it was a lot there's a lot that happened in this where do we start out (laughs) we start out with pockets yes pockets Sophie finally gets clothes with pockets as someone who has worn women's clothes for many years, I can understand Sophie's excitement about pockets. If someone handed me an outfit with that many pockets, I would not care what it looked like. I just, I want places to put stuff, and I want them to be big enough to actually put stuff in. Seriously, yeah. Although I was wondering, though, like, the placement of some of those pockets, I never really understood why the elves have, like, ankle pockets. Because I feel like those would flap around whenever you walk. Yeah, and they said it was, like, because so that it didn't, you didn't sit on stuff when you, like, were, had stuff in your pockets. But that seems like, on your ankles, it seems like it would, like, bang into stuff. Yeah, right? Like, I guess it makes sense to not sit on things, but also, like, yeah, I don't know. Something at the beginning of this section was also that there was this part where Sophie mentioned, like, that she was going to have to go back to school soon, so she was trying to catch up on all her assignments, and I was like, whoa, whoa, you're still going to school? Like, when was the last time we talked about that? Remember school? Remember Foxfire? They go to school sometimes? Morella. Morella's here. I, I'm sorry, that was kind of a non-sequitur. I'm just excited about Morella. Oh, yeah, no, I'm excited about Morella, too. Yes, she is finally here. (laughs) We're, like, more than halfway through the book, and she has arrived. So, yeah, Morella shows up with Tam and Lynn and Wiley, because they all come to to join Sophie's weapons training. So this is exciting, because it's, like, all of the characters who've kind of been ignored for the first half of Flashback are finally showing up. I know, I am... There are people. Sophie has friends. Right, they're like a reminder. It's true, though, that, like, Flashback is so focused on, like, those main three characters, like Sophie, Fitz, and Keith, and we really, like, don't see a lot of anybody else. Yeah, and I feel like that can just sort of become a problem in the series in general, general, that it tends to get kind of zoned in on those three characters and then there are other characters that can kind of fade the background yeah i think i think legacy did a better job of that like including other characters but it's still sort of a problem and i think in flashback especially since they spent so much time like isolated in the healing center there just wasn't really opportunity to give the other characters the time they deserved they deserve so much time, though, and I love them. They're the best. So yeah, while Morella is here, she does um, have a conversation with Sophie about Fitz, where she's basically like, Sophie, you are in denial. 
you and Fitz need to become official. Yeah, Morella, love Morella for being kind of, like, fed up with Sophie's. <laughs> Morella's just done with all this. She's like, okay, Sophie, if, like, if you're gonna date someone, date someone. If you're not, don't. But, <laughs> but don't spend all this time, like, angsting about it. Like, other, like, everyone else has, has their own lives. I don't know where I was going with that, sort of. I love Morella's power, the power of her character, that she was just able to have that conversation with Sophie. And then just a few chapters later, well, spoilers for what we're going to talk about at the end of the episode, but Sophie's becomes canon. Like, I choose to believe that that was her doing. Yeah. Honestly, the only reason Morella isn't in it more, more often is probably because she's too powerful. She could, like, she could single-handedly stop the Never Seen if she wanted to. If they, if, it's like that book meme. It's like, big book with Keeper of the Lost Cities, and then really thin book with, like, Keeper of the Lost Cities if Shannon, if Shannon actually let Morella do things. <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness, though, like, since Morella's a pyrokinetic, if she did get, like, a lot of training and like proper training she probably could be powerful enough to like take out the whole never scene so gushing over morella aside um yeah so so what happens next is um flory's still here so that's sophie's gnome bodyguard and she notices like a a song in tam that she recognizes from these plants called Vesper Lace. Yes, she does do that. Vesper Lace, Vespera. I think there's a connection. Oh yeah, I didn't. I don't. I don't brain things, so <laughs> I didn't think of that before. But that's true. I'm not actually sure what the Vesper part means, though. So I would have to look that up. But um, but yeah, they seem connected somehow. And the plant, like, grows at night, and it's just, like, associated with darkness, I think. I don't know, that doesn't really come up again in this section. Alright, so next, what happens is that Sophie and Fitz go to Everglen. Fitz basically wants Sophie to help him probe Olvar's mind. As you do. So, what happens during the probe is that, let's see, Olvar is actually, like... I don't know, he doesn't really seem all that villainous here. Like, he seems like he's genuinely trying to, like, explain himself to Sophie and Fitz and kind of be vulnerable. He does start out by, like, dramatically turning around and saying, Hello, Sophie, I've been waiting for you, which may not be helping his case. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I laughed so hard when that happened. It's like... (laughs) It's like if you're trying to convince people you're not a villain, like... Before you do something like that, run through a checklist of, like, is this something, like, a murderer would do? Does that sound like something a murderer would say? That's so true. That reminded me of, um, of, didn't Keith do pretty much the same thing? Like, at the beginning of Lodestar, he just shows up with no warning in, yeah, Magnate Leto's office? Yeah, he, like, spun around in the chair and everything. It's, yeah. It's like, dude, you need to take some, like, serious convincing people you're not evil 101. 
don't say stuff like, hello, Sophie, I've been waiting for you. Don't dramatically spin around in a chair. It's like, I know elves don't have movies, but do you know what, like, do you even know what a villain looks like? Or like, do you know how villains act? That's what you're doing. <laughs> I'm just imagining all of our, like, sitting in that chair thinking, okay, which do I want to do? Do I want to convince Sophie that I'm not a villain? Or do I want to be the most dramatic person I can possibly be? And then choosing the second option. Like, you could go with, like, um, you could go with, like, hi, how has your day been? Or you can go with, hello, Sophie, I've been waiting for you. But yeah, after that um, suspicious introduction, Oliver does seem like like he's actually sort of okay. I mean, I can't remember what like what happens in the books for the life of me, but he is sort of okay, isn't he? Until they reset his memories, he actually genuinely did have his memories wiped. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was faking it. I think he did. Like, I think that was all real, and like, yeah, it's it's like after. It's like Olvar minus his memories of the never scene is actually like a seems like a decent person. He's like he's just a dude, a nice dude. Fitz, however, does not see him as a decent person, and he kind of goes off on him. Yeah, Fitz. When it comes to Alvar, Fitz can get intense. It's sort of interesting to take a character who does have a tendency to snap like that, and to have something like the echo because that i mean obviously that is bad and could kill him but it's sort of interesting to have something that forces him to keep that in check right yeah that is really interesting yeah because like he already has kind of anger issues and like he's very stubborn and then the echo just kind of magnifies that and he has to be more it makes him more aware of it they do some probing Probe, probe, probe. Yeah, the probe. They try a whole bunch of words for the probe, but none of them work because Alvar's memories really are just gone. Yeah, they they get they get to the point where they're using words like cloak and cave, which are so vague. I'm like, really, guys, cloak? That's the best thing you could do. I wonder though. Like, I'm not totally sure how the probing like thing works but if you said something like cloak or cave like wouldn't that wouldn't that find memories from like after the amnesia because like elves walk around in cloaks all the time i feel like that would bring up a ton of images i mean they they started out they started out strong but (laughs) a for effort you guys (laughs) yeah and then what was like very um very fits like after the probe doesn't work is that he just like starts shouting at Alvar for not remembering. Like, it's, like, his fault. Like, Fitz, buddy. Buddy, that's not gonna help. No, nobody's, nobody's coping well right now. Yeah, no, no one's in a good mental state at any point in this series. <laughs> that is very true. I wish all Keeper of the Lost Cities characters a very go to therapy. Okay, not to bring up another meme, but like the Valentine's card with um Bugs Bunny on yeah. it. Yeah. That's like I that, that's what I was going <laughs> okay, for. Yeah. I'm sorry. I like I like speaking memes. <laughs> no same. Why do I feel like I'm I'm always here for like the dramatic love triangle developments? 
Yes, yeah. Or love square, whatever it is. Well, I think it's kind of a triangle at this point, right? Because Dex is not involved in that anymore. Yeah, if we if we don't factor in, like, Lynn and Bianca, which we should, but <laughs> just the love shape. Well, I guess it's kind of more of, like, a love corner, because, like, a true love triangle would have everybody sort of in love with everybody else and nobody's happy. Which could be the way, depending on how you look at it. That's true. Let's not count out key fits. Let's not count out key fits. That's always a good motto. I want that on a shirt now. Let's not count out key fits. Okay, but yeah, back to the, back to the this. Right, back to flashback. Yeah, so the next scene is, so they're still at Everglen, um, but Fitz takes Sophie to, like, the woods, to, um, and they, they find the, like, the machine that'll override Everglen's gate, I think. Okay, I'm sorry, but I find it really funny. It's like, if you're trying to be romantic, maybe don't go with, here's a vial of my sister's spit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Like, I was like, wow, great, great romantic gesture, Fitzroy. You know, some people give flowers, other people give their family members spit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe that's like an elven thing. Maybe it's like common practice in the Lost Cities to gives fit as a gift one would kind of hope not i don't know i never thought about that before today but it's like really Fitz? that that was a choice you made Fitz is not so great at the romance thing yeah he tries again a for effort (laughs) he really tries something i also found interesting though romance aside is that um in addition to, like, the, the DNA from the spit to, um, I can't word today, to do the override, um, you also need a password, which is Scion, S-C-I-O-N, and I actually didn't know what this word meant, so I looked it up, and it has two definitions. The first is, um, a young shoot or twig of a plant, and then the second is a descendant of a notable family. So, I don't know, I thought that was interesting, and, like... I feel like it's probably the second one. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably the second one, um, because of, like, the vacers and stuff. But I did think the first one was interesting, too, because right before they had brought up, um, like, Flory and the plants having a song. So, I don't know. It would be funny if they saw, like, a twig on the ground and were like, Oh, I know! Also, despite the, um, the spit gift... There was a moment here that I really liked. It was very cute, where Sophie was just asking, like, is there anything I can do to help you with your echo? And Fitz just says, you're here. Sorry, I don't really know how to, like, add on to that. I just, I'm just sort of like, yeah. Like, maybe Sophie's is valid after all. It can be a little bit valid as a treat. I say that every single episode, I swear. It must be driving people insane. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I I used to ship Sofits, and then, like, I don't really actively ship it anymore. But, like, I can still kind of appreciate it, I think. Yeah, it kind of went down in flames in Legacy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. So I'm like, it was a thing. It's now less of a thing. 
but it's just sort of, I don't know, my opinion on it is, like, it's just sort of there. Like, I think it was nice while it lasted, like, when, like, in flashback and a little bit of legacy, and then things happened. <laughs> uh, speaking of things happening, the next moment of note uh, is that Fitz brings up the concept of winnowing galas. I mean, anything doing having to do with the match list is maybe not Sophie's favorite subject, but... Yeah, maybe not. I also find it funny that Della was apparently friends with, like, everyone on her match list. <laughs> yeah, that's... yeah. I... I love my friends, but if someone told me to marry them, I'd be like, uh... Not... I definitely don't feel that way about them. <laughs> I have things I could say about the matchmaking system. I, I'm sure I've gotten into that before. I <laughs> won't get into it again. Yeah, it's got it's got its issues. Some of which are dealt with in canon. Others of which are not, <laughs> and possibly should be. But we're. I'm not quite sure the books are ready to have that conversation. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. So um so let's let's address the big thing that happens in this scene which is the Sophit's confession. So yeah. Sophit's kind of kinda can kind of canon. Wow. So yeah, now it is kind of canon. Honestly, I don't really have much to say about this cuz I think we already talked about it a little bit before. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of wild that like after seven books, like, seven very long books, finally one of the ships is, like, yeah, like you said, kind of canon. I'm not sure if it counts as fully canon, but it's mutual, and they know that it's mutual. I think by, like, legacy, they were fully canon, because they were, like, calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend and stuff, but in flashback, it was still kind of tentative. Yeah, like, there was a part... I think right after this where like someone called Fitz Sophie's boyfriend and then she was like, "Oh, he's not my boyfriend. Wait, maybe he is." Honestly, it really surprised it really surprised me that Shannon like went all out on that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect her to like make anything canon until the last book of the series. Yeah, I thought she was just going to like keep holding out on the whole like love triangle square thingy corner until um like for until like the last possible second so it kind of threw me for one when she was suddenly like oh by the way right yeah like the love triangle stirred up like so much engagement i guess in the fandom that like i didn't expect it to end anytime soon yeah because that's sort of something that's keeping the fandom like interacting right yeah and especially after like the um especially with like the voting for teal or ice blue iggy i was really surprised (laughs) when i saw those colors i was like whoa you're you're really going for it huh if if i remember correctly i was surprised actually at how close it was that poll like i thought that more people would be on the Sokeef side by that point, but it was, like, pretty close. So there is kind of one other major thing we need to address, which is 
Sylvani is in labor. Yes. So that is the main plot thing that's going on here because, yeah, we do still have a plot. So Sylvani has gone into labor, but this is a problem because she's early. And then we find out that the reason for that is because she's having twins. That is, yeah. I also find it find it interesting how Stina was played here, how she sort of seems a lot more sympathetic, and that you sort of start to realize that she's not just this sort of jerk bully who we saw her as from the beginning. Yeah, like, Stina, in this case, like, she's actually the the person who knows what they're doing the most. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Stina is really interesting, and I want the books to get, like, more into her, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I really like how she's grown as a character from, in book one, like you said, she was pretty much just, like, the the bully character, and then now we're starting to see um, more of her sympathetic side and, like, how she wants to help. I will admit, I am a huge sucker for redemption arcs at all times. I'm like, I just like the idea that even if you have, like, a bad past, you can really get past that and be a better person. I'm just, I'm just a massive sap, okay? And I mean, I feel like there's definitely some characters that shouldn't get redemption arcs, and the first one to come to mind is Cassius. Yeah, I was thinking of Cassius as well. You need to learn that, like, you don't have to forgive everyone, but also that some people can be. Going back to Sylvany and Sylvany giving birth, one thing that I remembered while reading this section was, like, we've actually been waiting for this since Never Seen. Like, we've been, like, she's been pregnant for three and a half books. Like, this was a thing that was, like, really long, that took, like, a really long time to actually happen. Oh, right. I I forgot that she got pregnant all the way back in Never Seen. Yeah, because, like, didn't they say, like, alicorn pregnancies are a lot longer than human I don't remember the exact number of months. I think it was 11 months. It was 11 months, yeah. So, Sylvania is having twins, but they're, like, too premature to survive, so... Tarina suggests um, putting them in a troll hive. But they have to, like, finalize the thing before she can do that. Yeah, so over the next few chapters, we figure out that, like, that um, Luzia Vacker is, has been hiding, like, the hive with an illusion, so, but they can't go there because... There's going to be a mass hatching of trolls soon, and um, baby trolls are very dangerous. <laughs> Sorry, when you said baby troll, I immediately thought of the baby shark song. <laughs> baby, baby troll, baby troll, So, anyways, aside from my unhelpful contributions, baby trolls, baby trolls are bad news. So I guess how trolls work in terms of aging is like they're, when they're newborns, they're at their most powerful, but, or like they're most physically powerful, but then as they get older, like they become less physically powerful, but more mentally powerful. I think that's what they said. 
I'm sorry. I just find the the idea of a bunch of like super ripped babies. Yes. I don't know. Trolls are just weird. Like everything about them is very strange. I want to know more about trolls, honestly. They seem really cool. Yeah, they do seem cool. Don't they like age backwards as well? Yeah. Yeah, like they come out of the eggs looking old. So, um, yeah, so since they can't actually go to the hive, Luzia is like she can um construct a private hive for just for the alicorns, but to do to hide it with an illusion, she needs a flasher and a shade. Enter Tam and Wiley. I know, I know you know I am a Tam Stan, but have I mentioned that I'm also a Wiley Stan? They're both excellent. And I'm happy that they're here. It was really fun to see um Tam and Wiley work together because that's like a combination that I don't think we've seen together a lot. So then after they finish that, the babies are born. Yes, babies are born. Um and they're successful with the hive, so the babies are gonna be fine. And that's that's the end of our section, so that was a nice happy ending to this current section. The babies being born is like one of my favorite scenes. It's so sweet. I think we should get like official art of baby alicorns. Just yes, I would love that because we've we've seen Sylvanie and Greyfell. I would love to see the little babies. I also like want to know where official art goes from, like like what it's gonna look like. But I also don't want to get too deep into the drama behind that. But I do want to know who's getting who's going to be doing the official art and what it's going to look like yeah i i feel like a lot of that stuff for book nine like would usually be starting to come out pretty soon but i think official art usually comes out pretty late but i think isn't this usually when like titles and covers are being released yeah true this is closer to when like the cover would be released although but the thing is like we've heard absolutely nothing about book nine so far so like it's very much being kept a secret from us. Yeah, I hope Shannon's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, I hope she's doing okay with her health and stuff. I know the last book was kind of a lot on her. Yeah, so that could be, like, part of the reason, um, which is totally fine. Like, Shannon's health absolutely comes first before, like, anything related to her books. Yeah. All right, so then I'll, uh, I'll do social media then. Wait, I forgot what I usually say. I think it's KeeperCast on Tumblr and the KeeperCast on Instagram. My brain really isn't working today. Um, You can find us at KeeperCast on Tumblr and the KeeperCast on Instagram. And you can find me at Malamelting on Tumblr and Instagram. You can find me at Clawney underscore Clue on Instagram and Sewer 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 Couch on Tumblr. Also, as a note, from this week on, we're going to be switching to... Um, releasing new episodes once every two weeks. So that's a thing that's going to happen in the future. This has been KeeperCast. See you in two weeks.